Hello. Hello. Good morning. The good morning. Like yes. Good morning. Good morning. It's everyone. nine p.m. It's the last day of Pride Month. Um, but some cities still have Pride going into next week. I hope you've all had a wonderful Pride Month. Keep doing Pride stuff. I know you're mm-hmm. not going to stop uh, being gay uh, when it turns July first. So happy, just keep on being queer and being you and being gender fluid and being all those wonderful things. We were having this great conversation before the podcast started about being in new territory and what to call things and what to say. And I think we've come to the conclusion a lot of times in our conversations, at least amongst the three of us, is if you don't know, ask someone, you know, Mm -hmm. what they prefer to be called. I'm comfortable with the word queer, but I don't mean it like the N-word. I mean it like I'm an old, you know, queer from the way back. So we reappropriated that word, right? So I don't know. We were just about like when people are like, call me they or she or he or, you know, just ask people. I don't know why it's so hard. For people not to ask. But it, is, yeah. it can be intimidating if something you don't know about something and you're curious. Yeah. So don't forget to leave out cookies for Freddie Mercury tonight. That's right. Um, so and yeah, so it's been a great time. I mean, like, it, it's not been like, there's always, always people on their bullshit during Pride Month. Yes. But um, yeah, it's been a good one, guys. We'll see you next year. We do love to fight amongst ourselves. That is one of our favorite fucking pastimes. And I just don't understand it. Young, old, bears yeah. don't like to be called bears. Don't call them this. Body shaming this. We all got to have labels. We don't want to have labels. We all hate each other. And I'm like, y'all need to get <laughs> to fucking together because fascism is alive and well across the world right now. And we need to, we need to post up. Back to yeah. back. Unfortunately, to it's shoulder. like it, Pride Month is like great and everything, but it's like also when like the white gays come out and be like, "But are asexuals really part of our community?" And I'm just like, "Dude, yeah, go back, <laughs> go back." And you in. know what's so funny go about back. the asexual community is what I kind of love that the ones that I do know that just can't be bothered with even weighing into the fray. They're like, "Bitch, we're here with a silent minority. Nobody ain't talking to you." So. We'll just be over here not being into your bullshit. Not only are we asexual, we're just a your bullshit. So (laughs) I'm always very proud of my asexuals for just being like, whatevs, you know. Um, I did order and get the other day the asexual flag. I did not have that one for your visit. But uh, we're going to go down to Pride in San Diego with my cousin uh, the weekend after my birthday weekend. So I turn 55 July 11th. Happy birthday to me. Um, so after our nation's birthday, uh, I become, um, a middle-aged queer. So 55, right in the middle, right? Got another 55 years to go. Cause you know, my ass gonna live into the hundreds or some shit. <laughs> uh, we get sassy as hell, but like, we're going to go down there. And so they're still having pride events in, in San Diego, which I'm very excited about. So there's, there's sort of kind of the That's cities awesome. that you can go, Oh, I didn't get a chance to get to it in LA. I have a, mm-hmm. um, a mangled hoof right now. So I have a high ankle sprain. So I really couldn't get around. So I'm like excited. I'm going to bring out the asexual flag, the bi flag and our pride flag. And hopefully by then we'll have our American um, flag, gay pride flag. It took it a long time to get here. I didn't make it here in time for pride. That's, I was gonna hang that's in front like of the, the one that was uh, in Queer Eye, right? That's right. It's yeah. got the United States, the 50 stars. And then the it's stripes. got the, the yeah. rainbow mm-hmm. stripes. That one's cool. So we're going to be flagging it up in San Diego with my cousin. So, yay. Okay. I was prepared to talk about 
being bedridden and walking, watching a lot of current reality trash, and I will get there. <laughs> and why that is okay, and I am not here to shame you if, you're, if you have a reality kink. Not at all. I am going to say that I was surpassing time before podcast came around, and I watched the premiere of Years and Years on HBO. Girl, y'all got to run, not walk, to watch the premiere of Years and Years. Blown away. It's a British, produ- it's a British um, show. It's set, in, I want to say, in Manchester. And it's an uh, ensemble cast. It's about a family. This is created by Russell T. Davies. Oh, really? Right. So, Doctor Who fam and all that kind of stuff. He's the good one. He's the one we like, right? Or is he the one we don't like? He was, wasn't he, he was the original. Was like, he the controversial on, one? On the reboot. Oh, yeah, but it was, like, wasn't he controversial because he worked the crew to death I or think some so. shit? I think so. I think that was the So thing. no matter whatever you think of Russell T. Davies, and I know yeah. he's controversial. He's Eccleston and Tennant. Yes, right? and he pissed off Eccleston, and the, it's just a lot of behind the, you know, yeah. behind the scenes tea in the TARDIS. Anyway, so this is ensemble cast, and it's got my, some of my favorites. Rory Kinnear, who played... Um, the Beast, yeah, or in, uh, f- the Frankenstein's monster, and Penny, Penny Dreadful, Dreadful. Yeah. right? Mm. Um, and then of course I love Russell Tovey, which I loved him in Looking. I love him in anything that he's in. These are the two standouts for me. But the ta- Emma Thompson plays a Marie La Pen, um, Trump Trumpian character. Like she becomes, she starts running for PM, and it's it's t- set in 2019, but it's where kind of a more advanced 2019 Trump's president, or maybe it's 2020, 24, maybe it is four years after Trump, after he's done two terms, and the world is kind of upside down, and it feels like a more hinged in place Black Mirror, because at the end of the episode, won't spoil it for you. You're like, what? You think you're watching this family drama like Billions or some shit, you know? And you're like, what is this about? And you see like a bunch of time pass in this pilot of people getting older and babies being born and birthdays and time passing. And then this thing happens at the very end of it. And you're like, what? It's that war of the worlds thing. And there's all these generations and all of these. So Russell's character uh, is with his boyfriend, but he falls in love for, with a young refugee man. Um, you got grandma who's in her 90s. She's seen the Blitz. Then you've got, you know, the blended family situation, Rory and his wife and their Chinese adopted child. Um, and then you've got the handicapped sister who's just giving birth in our pilot. And then you've got the sister who's a, a BBC correspondent who Skypes them to go, what's up? <laughs> They're like, what? So um, wow. you got to watch years and years. I feel like it's going to be um, – um, crazy blast off series for HBO. So if you haven't, you know, you've got, just finished Chernobyl, you're kind of going, okay, you can watch Los Spookies, please. <laughs> and then I watched the second episode of Euphoria. We'll get there in a minute. Euphoria is the bomb. And then there's years and years. I'm highly encouraging you to turn into that. And there's also a, a documentary, speaking of Pride Month, on HBO right now called Wig about the drag scene, paying homage to the Stonewall ladies, uh, and then bringing it all the way up to Will and, and uh, all of the, the latest stars of RuPaul, and a lot of shade that, that Bunny throws at Rue. 
there's old, long-time stale tea between those two sisters. But I think ultimately they'd love each other. So that's a little documentary that if you want to check it out for Pride Month, it's happening right now. But yeah, so years and years. Euphoria, has anybody seen the second episode? I've just seen the first one. Uh, I haven't got around to it yet. I've got to tell you, I think it is the stellar series in the making. I really, it's just out of sight. I love it. I love the way it feels. It's like if Donnie Darko was a series and they just kept the same kind of feeling going. It's so good. So stay with it. I think I kind of want to let a couple of them build up. Probably. You know. Like years and years. I want to let like six stack up and watch it. Oh, and then the other show, um, Big Little Lies. I'm watching it. Again, I don't think they make this show for me. I'm still here. I invested in it last season, so I'm watching it. The only thing that I'm very, very happy about, and that it's fine. I don't hate it. I don't really get why people are frothing about it. Mm-hmm. I just think wine club ladies love it. I don't know. Um and I also have a lot of gay friends who love it, too. So, I mean, I'm, I get it. But I'm glad that I stuck around to see the magnificent Meryl Streep in season two. She is such a fucking bitch as uh, <laughs> Perry's mom. She's delicious. I mean, you know, they just polishing her, her Emmy. As soon as she showed up for work on the call sheet, they were like, <laughs> Meryl, we polishing your Emmy. We'll, hand it, we'll have it ready for you, you know, as you drive off the lot to that. Just... She's just, this is why she's good. She shows up. She's not some prosthetic wearing, you know, hack who shows up to just sort of swagger around. She is amazing in this. The teeth are a little distracting at first, but I'm like, no, they made her look like this Midwestern church going judgmental housefrau who's come in to play detective and she's fucking brilliant. So not for nothing. Big Little Lies got so much better with the appearance of Miss Streep. Ms. Streep. So I can just jump in right now and it'll be fine. You could. I don't have to wade through season one. Oh, you need to see season one. I do? I mean, you won't even know why all the... You won't well, get Well, I know what jokes. happens at the end because I saw the <laughs> end with you. You know what happens. Yeah. For you, probably, that's all you need. And then I can You just, just need to know that the, yeah. they're still paying Alexander Skarsgård <laughs> to come back in flashbacks. He's still getting a check. <laughs> I know y'all worried about Alex getting paid. How is he ever going to afford big shirts to cover his muscled body? Because you know he's got to get shirts, you know, especially made because he's, you know, gods walking around in the streets can't just go to, like, men's warehouse. So Alex needs a paycheck, so he's in the flashbacks. So if you missed him, because you know what happens in season one, he's back. You can still see him. Where is this supposed to take place again? Is it Monterey? It's Monterey Bay, Mon- I think, Monterey right? Monterey Bay, okay. There was another thing you were watching. It has uh, that reminded me of that show. It was, but it takes place here in Hollywood. It's industry people. What was I it watching? Has, uh, Ruffalo, not Ruffalo. Um, oh, you mean the, the girlfriend's got to divorce? Yeah. Yeah. So I started watching that on Netflix yeah. again. Trash TV roll call. I'll, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, <laughs> but I judge. I, I tend to be judgy about reality shows, and then I had to go. I just had to make a confession. I do listen to true crime podcasts, yeah, and it's horrible. Do. Every day in the shower, I had to sit in a plastic chair in the shower. I'm that bitch right now. And I'm in there keeping my foot, you know, elevated in the shower, folding my fat ass up in there. It's like stuffing, you know, a bean bag (laughs) in the center console of your car 
That's me in the shower. Just picture that. Just taking like five pounds of dough and trying to shove it into your ashtray. That's me in the shower, man. So I'm listening. And to get through it, I took a CBD gummy. I listen to Lore or I listen to Criminal. And I'm like, I just got to admit that I got a problem. I do listen to this shit. And then when I I roll out the shower and I like emergency roll out the shower... You know, like being really, like a like a t-shirt coming up a t-shirt cannon. That's me, oh. my fat ass coming up out that shower. Oh, you gotta stop! But boom, <laughs> then I hobble down the hallway. <laughs> like you know, I gotta get to the bedroom in the Shire, and oh, then I, I plop myself down. And what have I been feasting on? My brain has been bathed bathed in CBD gummies and. I watched Double Shot at Love. Yeah, all of it. With Polly D and um and Vinny. Yeah. Guadagnino. Uh and Vinny Del Vecchio. <laughs> These two, you know, chooches. And then the after show. They spoofed I think they were spoofing Bachelor. I don't watch Bachelor. And again, I am not looking down on you for watching <laughs> Bachelor because girl, <laughs> look how I'm living. I'm just saying, I just don't I don't get the whole purpose of anybody being on that show and taking it seriously so I, I watched the chooch version the orange people version of it with the two guidos and it was quite satisfying i watched every single episode of it at the end of it though it's like having sex with the wrong person or just eating something you know you shouldn't eat you lay there afterwards and you're, you're all kinds of regret and remorse <laughs> and then quickly you move on to the next piece of shit <laughs> You're like, do you know what? Do you know what that intensely visceral image you just put into our heads reminded me of? What? Our hit episode, Garbage Truck Dumpster Fire. Yeah, really tell he did. Yeah, this oh would be God. this would be uh, Pillsbury Doughboy shoved in the ashtray. It's <laughs> the name of this episode. Um, no, it's like we had these little coffin, specially made showers they made back in the 30s when everybody was apparently like 100 pounds. And uh, you try to double that up, you know, stick 200 pounds of that in a lawn chair in the bathtub, in, in, the, co- in the coffin that is our shower. And you're looking potentially at a very embarrassing <laughs> call to the fire department. <laughs> I'm just saying... Not for nothing, I keep the bath gel on the cart next to the shower handy in case a bitch needs to grease up to get up out of there. Just saying. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like in um, Instant Hotel when the guy gets stuck in the back chair. Exactly. Uh. I was, I could, I'm telling you, there's been a couple times when I've had my ankles hitched up on the side of the shower there, and I'm like... This better, this is a wrong time for some certain situations going to happen. I'm not going to be gross. But I want to tell you, emergency situation could happen. Oh, so. God. Yeah, those showers are like coffins. They really are coffins. They Plus, really- you have that, and then, like, the shower curtain's, like, trying to creep up on you as you're it trying is. to watch yourself. It is. Yeah. It really is being, like, molested. <laughs> like, you're standing in a <laughs> coffin, dealing with your, your claustrophobia issues, and then you've got the shower curtain clinging on you like some drunk girl at a club. <laughs> and you're just like, I just want to be out of the situation. Yeah, no, I feel for you. I feel like that's why I was pushing the bath service on you when you were here. You sure you don't want to get a bath? <laughs> the bath, you just feel like it just feels haunted. Our bathtub feels haunted. I'm not going to lie. I know somebody's probably committed suicide in the bathtub. I just, it looks like a bathtub somebody would like overdose in. 
It's like got that old Hollywood tragedy air about the bathroom. You know what's happened. <laughs> it's like an old hotel. I imagine exactly. that like the real estate listing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it comes with two bathrooms. One of them has an old haunted look about it. <laughs> exactly. We'll never be invited to be in Architectural Digest. And then the other, the, 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 so the junk train rolled on. I did watch, um, what else did I watch? There was another reality show. I was, I was watching Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, which isn't reality, but uh, Keeping It with the Kardashians. So yeah, I'm, I'm watching that with you. Yeah, I'm at the episode where the big betrayal has happened with Tristan and Jordan Woods and that whole upset. But here's me like marveling at Chloe going, oh, I knew Tristan, you know, her child's father was a piece of shit, but Jordan is a surprise. And I was like, Chloe just deserves love. Anyway. The Kardashians just never cease to, like, fascinate me. I'm endlessly fascinated with Kim Kardashian. And I'm, I'm fascinated with the Kardashians wanting to give their money away to fools. I think I've talked about this last time. They give their money away to anyone who goes, I listen to vacuum cleaners and I can tell you what your soul, you know, means. I can read your liver by holding your hair between my legs. They'll just hire people to do anything. They're well, so like they had, silly. what was it, the, the, um, the face... Um, massage but yet to vocalize all these things and they're sitting there yeah people just taking their money man they just rolled up to the kardashians house you know just like they just hold out like they probably just show up with their iphone loaded up with like the card reader thing just like just like through the gate (laughs) i don't know and then instant hotel is back season two we watched all of that yesterday yes just 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 clipped right through it on a saturday and I loved it. And again, my favorite Australian couple, it's an Australian show, is Raz and Mark. They're like the they're real people. They live literally in a dugout pit in the outback. Their walls are, are dirt. Are granite. Yeah. Right? So they're like in the in the people who stay there, they as part of the instructions is like Don't dig. Don't dig. You know, don't dig into the wall. What if you don't have a dig dog? into the ground. You walk up in the little and the dog's like, I've made a bathroom. Well, maybe made it's a whole not, another it's room not, Pet friendly. I don't know. <laughs> just boom comes crashing down. Exactly. See, I think I would have a hard time. Uh, I didn't see any steel beams holding any fucking thing up. I was like, nah. But anyway, <laughs> it's a cute little show. I'm surprised they didn't they didn't go to the the person who won at the end and show it after you know what it's become. I don't know, but to, there's always that one asshole Australian couple that's always yeah. their assholes are similar to our assholes. It's like the couple that they chose to be the asshole couple. They're like people who watch our Real Housewives shows and then modeled themselves on that. Yeah. They look like some C version of like the Vanderpumps. But he was like, he's like a rock and roll dude. So it's it's like, (laughs) like, it's if like, you know. (laughs) He was a rock and roll dude. When they just started making rocks. Yeah. This dude was, was a rock star in like 61. So he's got, I think his, you know, rock and roll dudes now, I don't think are doing stupid shit like that. I don't know. They I think might. No they, no, they do. No, really? Alice Cooper's doing dumb shit right now. I'm oh. sure he is. Well, this guy just seemed particularly empty. He just seemed like the typical guy who's hanging, trying to hang on to youth. I mean, the only young thing about him is that his facelift is probably five years old. His recent one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's very sad to me. He he's was. He's dying his hair. Yeah. Like, past a certain point, y'all, just stop. Stop fucking with <laughs> your hair. Just, I mean, 
And they're or go go like crazy colors, but don't like try to take it to the original red it was when you were twelve. What are you doing? And then his eyebrows are also he's like the presidential candidate who looks like um a really badly made puppet from Air America. Not Air America, but the the, the um, South Park movie. Oh yeah, yeah. He he looks like the one who talks like this, he has the butthole mouth, who's like, Well the president, you know, that guy. He, he reminded me of that guy. Like, they had the same... They're getting the same Grecian formula box at the at the drugstore. I'm being so mean. They're, the way they... The, what, <laughs> the shit, their attitude and the way they, you know, They were, they were acted, shitbirds. Yeah, they'd really just I ended up liking him over it. her. She sucked. Jean was okay, Sharon. Jean ended up being a good sort. Sharon is just a, a social climbing, you know, dragon bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... That's what I watched. That's I watched. <laughs> I wanted to come show. in here and have a podcast and go. I've been watching all these great artistic shows. I've been watching stuff on um, on Masterpiece. I've been watching all this great cultured shit. No, I've been laying like a barnacled beach seal to my memory foam mattress. You can see the shape of me in there. <laughs> <laughs> just, just that's my slug oh form. My if they're gonna like remake another Lisa Waugh, and please don't. I highly recommend it. <laughs> That you don't do that. You could just go into the bed right now. That's what she looks like. She looks like a, a dead space whale shot out of a cannon into this mattress. So I've been watching a lot of garbage. And I, when you get through with these shows, you don't... I feel like I've totally wasted my time. And I know that's crazy because I watch a lot of television. But a lot of stuff that I watch, it's very fulfilling because you're watching things you'll feel like... They put a lot of work into it and blah, blah, blah. And they put a lot of work into Double Shot at Love. They put a lot of work in keeping up to the car- with the Kardashians. They put a lot of work into Instant Hotel. So then I feel like the snob going, you know, is that really a cheese sandwich and this over here is a nice salad? You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to look, what is the, the mental nutritional value of these shows? I think it's I think it's good because you get to see, you know, what, what of uh, the spectrum of what's out there? You can't always just watch shows that you like. Sometimes you watch something, you're like, oh, okay, and then you figure out that like, okay, now I know that's. I think I just want to like within. With here's my thing with reality shows. This is uh, one of the excuses I tell myself anyway. I think, oh, it'll, this is keeping up with the Kardashians. It's kind of what you get to see, like, L.A. Calabasas. <laughs> if you really want to see Calabasas, Andre, watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> You can see behind the gates, not like how we rolled up there and like felt weird at the the strip mall. But um, got it. <laughs> but like I like when watching Instant Hotel. I don't know what Australia looks like, and to have like it, you know, I had a we had a friend like show us some of the streets there where they lived. But like just to sort of go, they go all over the country. You're like, oh, that's what that looks like. That's what that looks like. You know. I like that kind of thing about yeah. reality shows is because I'm a shut-in right now. So it's like, oh, I'll go to the grocery store with these people since I'm not leaving the house. <laughs> God, I just depress the shit out of myself. <laughs> Don't worry. I do the same thing with YouTube. Do you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not just me, right? You're getting to see other worlds. You're looking into yeah. other portals. Yeah. Oh, I finally got around to seeing it because it just hit HBO. Bad Times at the El Royale. Not what I expected. Actually, quite good. It was so trippy seeing, um, you know, Chris 
be a baddie. It was really insane. It was yeah, when I popped very in, twisted movie. It didn't. I was just. I was like, oh wow, this looks like it took a really weird turn. It did took it. It took a very strange yeah. turn. But I loved. Uh, I loved all of the characters. I love you know, Jeff Bridges. Can do no wrong. He's in everything, and I love him. But just you should watch it. It's. It's. Uh, I highly recommend that one. That's on um, HBO right now. Okay, that's all I have. Like I said, I was gonna roll in here with like you know. This week on Masterpiece Theater. No, I just I just shoved <laughs> things in my gob and watched Polly um, punk everybody on the show he created. So, anyway, well, what do I you got, Andre? Had to follow that up. Did you uh, go? Did you go see it? <laughs> go see, oh, Endgame. Yes, I did. Okay. Okay. Um, ran like the Marvel bitch I am to the theater. <laughs> right. Spent that money. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so here's here's the extra content that we got. Movie ends. Again, we're all crying. Spoilers, 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 yeah. spoilers, in-game, spoilers. re-release. Um, well, yeah, just in case. Okay. Yeah, so we're all crying in the distance. You hear sirens. Just painting the picture for you. So uh, Anthony Russo comes up after the credits, and he's like, thank you so much for staying after the credits. We have a couple extra things for you guys, and... Uh, here's the first thing. And basically the first thing was about like a five or six minute uh, sort of Stanley cameo montage uh, behind the scenes thing they kind of did. Basically, they just uh, compiled a bunch of clips of him like behind the scenes doing all his cameos and him talking about how like, you know, I remember writing these characters and now it's I still can't believe that they're the subject of big blockbuster films. And like, this is a dream come true. And it was like really emotional. Oh, wow. um, especially when you think about the fact that he actually never got to see Endgame, which is really sad. Um, I thought he but saw it was really a cut touching. of it. I thought he got to see a cut of it. Um, I mean, no? it's possible. Uh, Maybe I was thinking he... of the the other one, the one died, prior to this. Um, he died in November. And they were they were doing reshoots around that time, so it's possible. I mean, he probably saw some of it, but yeah. he didn't see the finished pro- pro- yeah. product. Yeah, it's sad either way. You're right. Um, and so that was good. And then that's over. Anthony Russo comes back on, and he's like, "Now here's a two minute deleted scene of the Hulk that we wish could have been in the film, but we just couldn't um, find a way to make it work." And basically, all it was it was a it was a two two minute deleted scene. Uh, it was very like rough, like none of the CGI was done, none of the sound was done. Um, and basically the idea behind the scene was we were supposed to cut to after they go to Tony's cabin and ask him about the time travel and, you know, it doesn't work and blah, blah, blah. And Steve calls, uh, Bruce. It's, it was meant to cut to Bruce essentially saving like people from a fire. Okay. And like coming down and like working with the police, everything. And then he gets the call from Steve to ask about like can you can you help us with this time travel thing that we're doing and in some ways i like the fact that even though it wasn't in the movie that they had the idea that the hulk was kind of trying to win back earth's trust because he uh, felt just like so betrayed like i would have liked to earth see that scene hmm. yeah uh and then uh presumably right after that they would cut to where they're all at breakfast and then talking about it um, but yeah, it was a nice scene. Would have liked to had it, but you know. And then the last thing we got was the first two minutes of the new Spider-Man film, uh, which was really interesting. 
basically, all it is, it's um, you open in this like decimated town somewhere in Mexico. Uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill like ride up and they come out and then they meet Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. And basically, this sand monster appears out of nowhere behind them and then they start attacking it. And then that's where it ends. So uh, that's all we got. Uh, I was expect like, again, last week, I was expecting something more teasing. I thought it was going to be like one of those proper Marvel end credit scenes where it's meant to tease what's coming next. Right. Um, not the case, um, but enjoyed it either way. So that was fun. Fair enough. Um, okay. Yeah. Who so did you going, go with? Actually, did you go by yourself or did you take someone with you this time? No, I no, I went with my uh my sister, my brother, and my dad. Cool. Yeah, we went to go see it again. Um, and actually, kind of going back to this whole reality thing you were ta- reality show you were talking about. There's this new. I saw a trailer for this reality show that I'm probably actually going to watch. It's on TV, uh, MTV. It's called Are You the One? And basically, I don't know if anyone is like familiar with the show because it's been around for a couple of seasons. But basically. Um, it's kind of like, I want to say it's kind of like big brother. Like you put all these people in a house and you kind of see what happens. Um, but on this take for this new season, all of the contestants are actually sexually fluid. So it's like a house full of like queer people and they're like all like amazingly. Yeah. Yeah, You did see this? We saw saw the ad part. You know, you watch that that much of double shot of love. You're going to get all the MTV promos. Right. Okay. So you so you you know what it's about essentially. No, I'm glad um, you brought it up. I was like, I totally almost forgotten about it, and I was like, holy shit, MTV, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um. And I'm. I think this is, is great what they're doing. I want to say this before I get into what I actually think about it. I, I am probably going to watch it. I love that this is where you know TV is going, and I don't want to be that bitch, but it was like really, and I know it's MTV. I know it's MTV. It's really glaring the specific kind of body type we're getting in this cast. Mm. I'll just say that. Everybody's like super um, thin and super glam. Well, yeah, they all have the bodies of a model, essentially. We don't um, have any big girls. We don't have any representation. No. Of no. us. All right. And, and you know, listen, I again, I don't want to be that bitch. I... I don't want to shut on something that's already diverse and then blame it for not being more diverse. I think like next time, you know, maybe think about, you know, bringing something a little bit more representative. Um, but it's like, I, and I struggle with it as well. Like how the gay community kind of treats people who aren't that specific body type. And, and I, and again, I love that they're, they're, they're showing this kind of, Showing a side of the queer community that we haven't seen, essentially. You know, and it's okay to say congratulations, but also it's like congratulations MTV yeah. for for putting this out there. It is a baby step, but that's also it's 2019. It's the year of our Lizzo, and she out there playing flute with her fabulous self, getting Rihanna's respect and clapping. So I don't know. MTV, y'all, I mean, I know how they roll. I know a lot of that mentality over there, but it's also like, what the fuck, dude? Like, come out the gate hot, come out here correct, you know? And it's not like, again, you ain't doing this in 2002. It's not brave necessarily. It's It feels like your train is late 
and not everybody got yes. on the bus. You know what I'm saying? Well, bus yeah, train. You exactly. know, fuck my, I fucked my mo- metaphor up, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the caboose on this train, bitch? Like, where are exactly. the big people at? And I was watching, <laughs> I was watching the trailer. Like, I, I was watching this sort of extended thing. I think it was like the first like five or six minutes of the episode where like the people are coming in and you're getting introduced to all the contestants. And I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, everyone's sexually fluid. This is so cool. This is so awesome. And then I'm like waiting for someone that like doesn't have the body of a model or doesn't have like a six pack or like super skinny. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And, and, oh, and then it ends and that's all the people. And it's like, oh, I mean, I still love it. Yeah. But also like, I don't know. Hopefully next time. This is how I feel when I watch Terrace House in a small way. It's like everybody on Terrace House is like all the women pretty much are models or should be models or are, you know, I think every one of them is a model. That's well, kind of prerequisite. The, the, uh, the lady who was uh, the hockey player, she was normal. She was the only one. And yeah. that's why I love Koro-chan. Yeah. Because she was, uh, she played hockey and she wasn't a model and she was a hometown girl and she was very sweet and we all loved her. So, and then all the boys get to be unusual looking, but they come in there thinking that these beautiful girls need to bow down because they're on Terrace House with them. And the girls, because it's Japanese culture, have to be like, oh, you're very nice. <laughs> I wouldn't touch your dick with a 20 foot pole. Because <laughs> if it was a black show, <laughs> girls be saying that. But Japanese girls are like, oh, you're so nice. What? Um, but everybody on that show is pretty much very small and then the one mm. dude who was this famous musician he's he liked to cook he was a chef he was on the pudgy side it was like he was kind of low level fat shamed and and like in my house he's a supermodel like that dude is like he's like what an eight <laughs> you know like, is that the, the dude what? who played the ukulele no not oh, ukulele boy uh, oh he else. was kind of on the pudgy side yeah. he was the virgin and nobody wanted to touch that with a 10-foot pole <laughs> Because they just they well, wanted a poll yeah. with experience, so. Well, and you know, I'm looking, I'm looking at the the Variety article, and I, and I have this still from the show, and it's it's all the contestants, but they're all like in bathing suits and like shirtless, and I'm just like, where, what is the the focus? Yeah. Like, what is the actual focus? Because on paper, it sounds phenomenal. Sure. Right. Focusing on like adding in that element, everyone is sexually fluid. Literally anything goes, anything can happen. That's great. Then you look at it and you're like, I kind of see myself in this, but I kind of don't. It also backfire in a way. And again, I'm not not trying to be like grandma downer. Again, it's awesome, but is it brave when you put something out there that's just filled with like supermodels? You know, the model type, the, you know, again, on the thin side, whatever, the photogenic kids. I mean, what are you trying to do, queer bachelor? Are you, if you're going to be, if you're going to do this, is there not regular queers working in that office that's pitching this show that's going, we need to have all of us air body? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because it can backfire. Like, again, 2019, you're trying shit. you got to be very, like we talked about, that infighting in the community. We fight with us. And again, look at us already right here nitpicking on something we ain't even seen. However, when you want something to arrive, you're like, how is this arriving like this? Exactly. Of course, I'm the right. one who's and been defending Bohemian Rhapsody since they started shooting <laughs> on day one. 
And so you, yeah, you you bring up a good point. Like we haven't seen the show, but I'm always kind of I'm always of the mind that when you have a trailer out for a movie and you're like, oh, you re- you have to wait to see the movie to actually judge it. You have to be aware that no matter what the trailer, no matter what kind of movie it is, still has its own kind of message. Doesn't really matter what is actually in the movie at that point. The perfect example was when we talked about Insatiable. That trailer had a specific message, and the message was in order to be worth anything, you have to be skinny. Yeah. Even if even if that's what the show wasn't actually going for, they still made a trailer with that message. And like I always say, more people are going to see the trailer than your actual show, dude. Well, you know? girl, I've been saying, I don't know if you listen to the Glow podcast. This probably doesn't show up on a lot of people's iTunes because they only allow you like 105 downloads. But if you get it on, if you go to ashenpodcast.com, listen to like us go off about Glow. It's like everybody loves that fucking show. But all of the people of color, all the women of color are shoved in the background and they gave them like 15 seconds of story. But it's about these two white bitches working their shit out. It's just like... People celebrate stuff sometimes and I'm scratching my head. I'm like, this is not empowering women. It's empowering two white women with a bunch of like featured extras in the background going, and we're also black and brown, you know? So, Mm. I mean, if this is what the show is, here's all the pretty queers. You know, it's like what I loved about drag, what I love about uh, drag race is that not all the girls are stick figures. Not all of them are fish. They're not all will, Mm. you know? And no, no, no tea, no shade on Will. I love her. I love what he, she does. But I also, I love that they put some size queens on there and they let girls who were just round and just being themselves and let Mm -hmm. them also win and, and place. So I don't know. I don't want to get like, again, I'm not going to, I'm going to watch it. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, I'm going to check that out. I am too. Yeah. And I I, I don't, I want to emphasize that I'm not comparing it to Insatiable in any way. No, no, not at all. But no, I feel, not I feel what all. you're saying. You don't have to get like, you don't have to get, if people come, if they get right, that out right. of this, you're not paying attention. Exactly. Yeah. And, this is not the know, apology show. I mean, like, come on, have your thoughts. And I, and I'm feeling the same way about it. When I saw that, I had the same kind of blush feeling like, I guess I kind of glazed over because I have so many pretty queer friends that I don't get invited to them parties. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm not Etsy worthy. I'm not Instagram worthy. I'm not getting that invite. So, you know, after a while, you're just like, well, this is not about me. This is not about my community. You know, I yeah. guess I'll see you when it becomes about like some big pharma thing and we have a, another pandemic. I'll see you in the streets over that. Or we'll, re- we'll unite over brutality and we'll mm-hmm. unite over some draconian law and I'll see you there on gay marriage. But when it just comes to socializing, when you're not being political, there's a lot of self-segregation within the queer community of you're not pretty enough to be at our booth. You know, we're getting bottles and you're in the parking mm-hmm. lot kind of thing. That has been true since the first day of the gay community. Yeah, it's that's true. Like that. And I mean, that's so actually, this feels actually, like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that feels like yeah. there's our little corner. And I'm like, do I am I interested enough to watch the second episode will be the thing. But I had the two thoughts almost yeah. immediately when I saw that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with being a pretty queer. It's just that there's the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? totally. and, and, I'm not, and, and I'm not over here like putting my makeup on wrong going, I'm not pretty enough. No, I've already I'm satisfied with who <laughs> I am. I'm just saying like, yeah, psh, 
you know. I just think it's 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 longer it's long overdue. And again, I know it's MTV. I know I know what they're about. I know what mm. they're about. we all mm-hmm. know what they're about. But you know, and this is what I actually champion looking for doing. Even though that is a show that predominantly has a lot of skinny gay people. You know, in yes. the second season. Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Oh, what was his name? The guy that works with the trans youth. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, and I'm like, finally, Sant- Santiago. Finally. I, and they, I don't, I don't know. I I can't remember his name, but he was like one of my favorite characters because I was like, oh, thank God, <laughs> you know, like yeah. they're they're showing a side, you know, and they didn't lean into the whole bear thing. They didn't at all. It's just another yeah. character. Yeah, I'm like, thank God, and he's with a skinny gay. That's yeah. like never seen. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, okay, okay, show. I see you. Thank you. You know, it's, I just wish we had more of that. Yeah, we need more. And because see, it's not like we're trying to force people go, you try to force that down my throat. No, bitch, we're just trying to show you reality. Like out in the streets, this is what's going on. Like yeah. when I go through a fashion magazine, why well, I ain't bought one in like 20 something years as I go in there. And I don't see any. Of these, I don't know these bitches. I don't know her. I'm happy for her. And I'm looking yeah. at her going, get your check. I'm so glad that they took this emaciated teenager from the Ukraine and gave her, you know, a life. And I'm not trying to be like an asshole. Like if that's what's happening for you, go girl. But I'm just saying for me, like in the streets, that's not what I see. I don't see that at the CVS or the Rite Aid or the Bob's. I don't see that in the line right. for the club well, downtown Los Angeles. I'm going to tell you a lot of people thick <laughs> and a lot of people are yeah. just, they, and also I was just telling this to my father-in-law the other day. He was like, he, I don't understand. The, I think he was trying to bait me into an argument, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. but I never bite because I mean, I know what time it is and I'm, I actually invented the clock father-in-law. So he was just sitting here trying to like, get me into some kind of conversation. Like, what does this mean? Trying to like shame the trans kind of decision. And I said, every trans person is trans in their own way like every queer person is queer in their own way you know and the labeling system tends to end up tripping us up because trans people feel so many different types of way about their skin and their persona and it may be fluid or it may be a long-held thing we don't know until you get into the mind of that person so I take his foolishness and turn it into a the more you know after school special teaching moment because he knows not to <laughs> yeah. come from me because this old ass queer will go off. I'll pop off. I'll pop off. And there will be no occur at the end of it. It will be he will feel bad. So before he gets to the end of his ignorance, I try to save him and just say. And, and when I say that out loud, I remind myself that we're all not. We're not white people don't act the same way. Not every, there's no one way to be white. Well, unless you got a cell phone and you're in a park and there's a barbecue going off. <laughs> <laughs> people would seem to be cookie cutting that kind of shit. If there's a thing that black people want to do, you stand there with a cell phone. But I'm talking about the people who don't suck who are white. Like there's people are all kinds of different types of ways. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in the actual regular streets. You know, women are a very specific kind of way in this situation. Not all of us are sipping wine and plotting and thoughting while our husband is off being a CEO. Like, I don't even know these people. That's why when I watch Big Little Lies, I'm entertained. But I don't know bitches like this. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And when I see really, really pretty queers... Most of my friends, we just are what we are. Like, we're the sum total of our parts. And no one's ashamed of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think people often forget because we're, like, so, like, completely um, just, like, exposed to it daily. Like, 
this this ideal body type is that it's just like not our natural like way our body should be like no. it's something that we have to condition and keep up with people think like they get those six pack and like that's it like i can like yeah. like no they have to and it's a business and unfortunately for mm -hmm. some businesses that's a requirement that's a thing you gotta have but, but walking around in the streets most of yeah. us are just like this and like yeah you're right that's you have something to get i have the, to remind myself yeah that, eight hours that a I'm day like, you're doing this that ain't your natural state you know yeah and if you want to make your body like that way that's fine that's totally mm -hmm. fine but i'm always reminding myself you know like that's not that's not something that I should like naturally have. Like I haven't done this to myself. I get that in my, in my head a lot, you know, like, yeah, I've, like I've, I've eaten my emotions. I eat when I bored. Like I've done this to myself. And I'm like, no, like most of it is just, just my body and like my DNA. And like, this is just how I, how I am, you know, slowly but, the, the circle is turning and, and the valve is turning and the way is turning. Cause when I see Lizzo out in the streets, when I see Lizzo blowing up, and totally championing and leading this this body embracing loving way i'm just like thank god for black women they've always been on the forefront they've always been the leaders and i think like for as much as it's been like the year of like trump and all the crazy stuff that's going on i see the more positive voices like lizzo taking over and really taking us toward 2020 and a new thinking and new ideology. So I do see hope on the horizon. And again, no tea, no shade on the sisters and brothers and thems out there who are tight and doing it right for themselves and all that kind of stuff. But don't mm -hmm. be hating on the Pillsbury Doughboy getting shoved up in that coffin <laughs> shower, just trying to get to that crack. Because <laughs> this crack is not addictive, but you got to get to totally derailed the beautiful conversation but if this were my hallmark channel this is probably how every episode would end very inappropriately talking about body parts so there you go do you have anything else <laughs> anything else you've been watching i have i, I have one last thing uh -huh. and this is actually a, a piece of good news our favorite uh i want to say channel not sure what they are but pop tv has <gasps> saved one day at a time from Netflix's cancellation void. We went from going, they, who is Pop TV to she is a savior of shows. That's who <laughs> Pop TV is. Pop TV, savior of shows, breaker of cancellations. I don't know. I don't know where I was yeah. going. Yeah. Um, oh, Canada. Yeah. Yes. Girl, yeah, girl, when I saw this, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, because I didn't think it was coming. It's been three months since they've been canceled. You know, Brooklyn and I nine got saved in like 24 hours. And I was like, right. well, if it's not going to happen in a month, I don't think it's ever good. But like it also, just if up. you get if you get canceled by Netflix, because they're like they're supposed to be the auntie you can look, go live with. Who's cool. If auntie kicks you <laughs> in the street, where you go live? Uh. We found out the answer. You go to Canada is where you go. You go to pop yeah. TV. <laughs> yep. You go to yep. Pop TV house. They're like, look, we thought Auntie was cool too, but you know, come over to our house. We got your, yeah. we got a bed open. Come on. Yeah, and there was that thing where like CBS wanted to do it, and, like Netflix wouldn't let them, and then that was a mess. I don't know. The Variety has a, a great article about like all the ins and outs about like the rights and like the deal Netflix had. Oh. It's it's all confusing. I'm not going to bring it up now, but I am going to read a quote um, from Pop TV president Brad Schwartz. And this is what he said about, you know, getting one day at a time. He said, it just jumped out at me. Oh, my God, that's such a pop show. He sensed, he sensed similarities and themes between the Norman Lear reboot and Schitt's Creek, the hit that put the niche cable network on the map. 
When I found out that One Day at a Time was being canceled, I'm like, wow, that show has a lot of the same emotional beats. It's about family and it tells a story of inclusion and acceptance and love and kindness. And he's goddamn right. And I love that. Um, yes. So, yeah, they've been renewed for a 13 episode season four. That's that will awesome. air in 2020. So. Now we just got to figure out how to get pop TV on a T or cable. Yeah. We love the saviors. All right. Well, that's going to be our time. Can we call it? That's our time. <laughs> God knows. I'm going to go enjoy the shower that I labored over. I'm going to go sit here in my, my newly cleaned state. You don't even know. It's been a couple of days. Uh, and like you go like you take your car off roading. And you get it, you you know, you, then you come back and then it the it dry the mud dries up, and then you know you sort of drive around town and then it, maybe it rains, you know, maybe you hit something on the road you don't know not sure what it is, it was already dead when you hit it and then like you just sit there for three days and then you finally wash it down and like you just want to see it in slow motion because it's just the car is just getting so clean. That was me today, <laughs> shoved in that shower, worried for my life. Uh, you guys have a good week. Have a wonderful rest of what's left of your pride. Keep pride rolling into July. And uh, I know we didn't talk about it, the debate. We didn't talk about the Democratic debate. Well, we'll get to it eventually over time as these things sort of shape up. <laughs> Just let a couple of them stack up. Yeah, we'll let a couple of these debates stack up and then come for, like, who's still standing. Um, Give you a better bellwether. How many holes somebody shot in Joe Biden this week uh, and his old-ass throwback boo shit. And uh, and if Elizabeth Warren's ever going to be heard, I don't speak Klingon. Can I just be president? For fuck's sake, you let all these people in. And then there's just crazy Marianne Wilson who walked in and goes, you know what? I have some thoughts. The aunt who never stopped doing cocaine has now entered the building. Like, how did she get enough? I don't know. And, you know, enough whatever donations and polling. You know, after you have Trump as president, you know, you have Cuckoo Bird roll in from the parking lot. I, just, I have an idea. I just don't see how that happens. But right. whatever. We'll have more on that next time. Uh, you guys take care of yourselves. Uh, CBD gummies, gotta say, they're not a sponsor, but not pot. Find them online, notpot.com. I love their CBD. You don't get high, but I'm trying not to take so many Advil because it's bad for your liver. And I do hear the CBDs can be bad for your liver, uh, but the studies are out. I'm just saying... They have been a lifesaver. So try them, not pot. They're in San Francisco. You can find them online. I think I paid like $36, $37 for 30 gummies. I don't know in gummy land if that's good, bad, or ugly, but uh, I love that they spend a part of the proceeds from selling the not pot gummies to you uh, to um, post bail for people who are incarcerated for um, our very unequal, unequal um pot laws against our dog laws against uh, black and brown people so i love that they uh, stand for something and they're awesome so try not pot gummies you can sponsor us if you want to but i don't give a shit i'm gonna give you guys a shout out um i don't i don't have a coupon code for you <laughs> but you can tell them if you if you heard from us on about on uh, ashland podcast you might get something rolling all right guys uh just uh love yourself because you know what i love you bye guys bye